This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. It's so good to be with you. I, I'm anxious to get on with the second part of my story about St. Anthony, a desert father who is known as Anthony the Great, the father of monks. Anyway, we left off that Anthony had emerged from his cave after having been in it uh, 26 years, and he's 56 years old, and he's strong, full of the Spirit of God, and he's beginning this, this new phase of his life. Now St. Anthony goes to what he calls his inner mountain. And that's a new location that he sought out. And um, people come there a lot to see him. Like he's getting pretty famous. And he performs miracles, healings. He can see when souls ascend to heavens. His final journey from the inner mountain is the one that I find so fascinating. And this is where we're going to learn about uh, a desert father who is quite a bit older than Anthony and he's still alive. Paul of Thebes, and, and we call him Saint Paul the Hermit. Paul was, when he was a boy, he was orphaned. Both his parents died. And he had a sister who could not, again, the women couldn't inherit property. So she couldn't inherit him, but she was married. And her husband, Paul's brother-in-law, had his eye on the inheritance. And so what, what he did was, Paul was a Christian. And so his brother-in-law was going to turn him in so that he could inherit everything through, the, through his wife, right? because he's the man now of the house, if he can get Paul, the boy, out of the way. So Paul's just a real young man, and he realizes that he's going to be thrown in prison and probably killed, so he escapes to the desert. But what turns out to be a necessary escape ends up being a way of life for him, and he's, you know, one of the first, one of the first to go out to the desert. And he was way out there, and Anthony had never met him. He had heard about him heard about this very holy hermit who would be, you know, 20 years or so older than him. So he's like, I want to meet this guy. And so it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. You know, you want to meet somebody, you need to meet them. There's something going on there. And, and St. Anthony, you know, he was like a mystic, like he could see souls and things like that. So, and do miracles. So he goes out to meet Paul. He's got to do some investigating. He's got to figure out where is this guy 
because the desert's a big place and there's lots of cliffs and places. I mean, you could walk right by where the area and never meet him. So he needed direction and couldn't get it. So he gets in the general vicinity and then he's praying like, how do I find him? And he sees this wolf going kind of through a, a, a pattern, through rocks, on trails, around bends and things. So he begins to follow this wolf. And the wolf leads him to the entrance of the cave where Paul is, is living. Now, Paul has his entrance blocked off. He doesn't want to see anybody. And when Anthony wants to see him, he won't. He won't let him in. He won't open. He won't clear the entrance. You know, he's quite a persuasive person. And he's got to use everything to persuade Paul to let him, you know, let's talk. Finally, he does. And it takes some doing. It didn't happen very quick. So then we have a kind of a historic moment because the two oldest desert fathers are now face to face. And then they spend a little time together. Well, what happened with, with Paul is that he, there was a raven. And you see this a lot in the Bible, ravens bringing food. It's interesting. Um, but anyway, a raven would bring him a portion of bread every day. That was how he ate and how he was able to stay so far removed from people. This day, the raven brings a larger loaf, a double portion in one loaf. And so that's going to be the meal, the simple meal that they share. Well, the loaf has to be broken. And they argue <laughs> for three hours about who's going to break the loaf. St. Paul the First Hermit, that's how he's known, is saying that Athanasius is a, a greater um, soul, that he's achieved much more holiness, and that he should break it. And St. Anthony is saying, no, Paul, it's you. You have achieved more than I have in the, in the spiritual life. And I, I concede to you, you need to break the loaf. It was your raven that brought it. <laughs> you know, you can just imagine this argument going back and forth and we look at it, it's kind of silly, but it, they're, they're just both recognizing the holiness in one another. And do we do that? Do we recognize the holiness in the other people that we meet? I mean, we really need to that's a good thing to try to do, you know, put our spiritual antenna up, ask our guardian angels, help us recognize the holiness in other people, you know, and then of course, try to de defer to them as these two desert fathers were doing. Anyway, so how they resolve this argument is that they both take hold of the bread and they just pull. <laughs> so they both broke the bread and they shared their simple meal and their wisdoms and, and, and what, had transpired in this ascetical life of, of, of solitude. Paul, the first hermit, asks something of Anthony. He had no way of knowing that St. Athanasius had given Anthony a cloak. But Paul asks Anthony for that cloak, which of course isn't there. It's, it's, it's back at the inner mountain. The, the monastery there, the inner mountain that he had established. So 
without hesitating, Anthony leaves. And he goes straight there to get the cloak given to him by St. Athanasius. Doesn't explain himself, doesn't have time. He senses that there's an urgency about this. So he leaves, now he's got the cloak, he's got to travel back through, he's got to find his way there. And before he gets there, even though he's urgent, like I know that Paul needs his cloak for some reason, you know, I know it. As he's approaching Paul's home, his desert abode, he sees Paul's soul going up to heaven. So it's like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of late. I'm too late, you know. But anyway, he goes in to the, to the cave and he sees Paul there kneeling and praying. And so, so now, for a, now for a moment he's confused because he's kneeling and he's praying, but he just saw his soul ascend to heaven. Well, he's kneeling and he's praying, but he's actually dead. He's kneeling and he's still dead. He hasn't, he hasn't slumped over. Paul, the first hermit, was 113 when he died kneeling, praying. So now this 90-year-old Anthony is in the cave with the dead 113-year-old Paul, the first hermit, and he's got to pull his body out of the cave. Now, you know, you got to think about it. He's tired. He's just made a journey through the desert. He had to go back to the Inner Mountain Monastery, get the cloak, and hurry back, and he's Russian. So he's already, you know, he's 90, and, and he's tired. And now this. So he decides, well, you know, i gotta got to bury him and everything. So... I'm going to take his body out of the cave. And, and he drags the body outside the cave. And that's all he can do. He can't do anymore. He's spent. So he's unsuccessful. He's not going to, it looks like he's not going to be able to, to bury Paul, to give him the last blessings and, you know, prayers over the dead and all of that. And so he's exhausted. And then what happens? This is an amazing story. Two lions. Two lions come running towards them. So now Anthony's like, well, I'm going to die here with Paul, the first hermit. He just died a few minutes ago or a few hours ago. It's my, I'm dead. Here come the lions. And these lions run up to them. And they stop. And they sniff. Paul's body, they bow their head and they sniff his body. And then in unison, they lift their heads up to the sky and they roar. And I don't know if you've ever been up close when a lion roars. I haven't been up close. I grew up in Southern Oregon, a mile from the entrance to the wildlife safari. But at night when I was feeding my animals and stuff, I could hear the lions roar and I cannot imagine how loud it would be if you were up close. They begin in the sand. Now they're out in the sand. They, these two lions, dig a grave. You know how animals, dogs, cats, they dig. They dig the grave, these big lions in the sand. Anthony wraps Paul's body up in the cloak, the cloak that he had to go get, that Paul sent him to get, the cloak from... Bishop Athanasius, he wraps him up in it and gets his body down in the grave. And when he's praying over the body and blessing the body, the lions bow their head and they're there. They bow their head. And then when it's over, the lions 
fill in the grave. They dig and they fill in the grave. So now Paul is buried. Paul, the first hermit, he's, he's buried, blessed. And then the lions turn and they come up to St. Anthony and they bow their head for a blessing. And he blesses them. And they leave. And I just think that is the most amazing story. Anyway, that's the end of my story, my sharing of this story of St. Anthony, his relationship with St. Athanasius, who wrote his biography. It's called Life of St. Anthony. St. Anthony died in 356, and what he kept of Paul's was he had made, Paul had made a cap for himself and a tunic out of the fronds from the palm tree. So Anthony kept those and he wore those on special feast days for the rest of his life. And then he died in 356. Athanasius, who later becomes a saint himself, uh, wrote his, his biography. So all these beautiful details and I've left out so many. This is amazing stuff. And it was just my privilege to share it with you. So St. Paul, the first hermit, pray for us. St. Anthony, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.